All right, guys, welcome back. Sports Cards Nonsense. This is the Friday show. We're recording this on Thursday, though, so it's MLB opening day. Uh, just a little preview of the show today. We're going to talk on, obviously, some MLB talk, catch up on what's happening with opening day. The games haven't really started, but just some news, some updates there. Uh, NBA news and updates as well. We'll also touch on Prism, the biggest release of the year. came out yesterday uh, on Wednesday, so we'll talk about some of that and some of the prices we're seeing there. Uh, we also are going to do the 101. We broke down baseball products a couple weeks ago. This week, we're going to break down most of the basketball products and also just kind of talk about like how you can sell your cards, where to sell your cards, that kind of stuff. Straight cash, homie, because Jesse loves it. and It's a cultural phenomenon. People uh, talk about it. At the end of the show, I, I am pretty angry. The biggest news in the sports card realm and world right now is definitely the grading scene uh, with PSA news, SGC news today. We're going to talk a bunch about that. I'm angry about that, so... Uh, I'm going to save that to the end because otherwise I'm going to yell at the beginning of the show and people aren't going to care. So I am irritated about that. And I'm also irritated about uh, this whole lately, this thought of like the tech stuff, I, whatever. I'm going to save the anger till the end. And then we got a quick interview too with Nate Burns. He owns what I would call one of the biggest car shops in the country. He's got some cool insight, just a quick catch up with him at the end from Grand Slam. So there you go. I don't usually like show just, previews, but I'm hyper and so angry today. Much, I feel like this is, it's like a real weird, I, this is the first time I've spoken <laughs> since the beginning and We've been on for two minutes. The fans are going to be upset, Mike. That wasn't two minutes. You're out of your head. I, I don't know what time is, but I do know Other this. big news. I get the boys. By the time you hear the next show, I'll have my dogs back, so I'll be happier. Ugh, gross. People are excited. I also went with a deep V today in honor of Corey, the producer. Corey then showed up and topped me and busted out a mustache, so... I went Let's with go. the Lonnie's Western Room uh, no, in Richard's Alley. Lonnie, no, can, Lonnie I got this. for that. I got this for singing Bohemian Rhapsody on a table. All right, here we go. Let's do this. Ago. What are we doing first? MLB, NBA, what Let's, do you set up for first? No, 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 no. We go M uh, MLB goes later. We go NBA okay. update. Let's go big picture. What do we got? Okay, Updates. yeah, so MB NBA updates. There's been some guys going crazy lately. You have the stats, I hope. Uh, Luca, the last five games. The reason I bring him up, Luca stats, or Luca comp prices on his cards are way down from his peak last year in the playoffs. I have a feeling we're going to see his stuff really take off. So he's a 2018 rookie. His Prism Gems, Prism PSA 10, kind of that baseline flagship card we talk about. It's like 1100 bucks, 1200 bucks on eBay. It had hit as high as 2000 last year during the playoffs when they uh, played the Clippers in the first round. He lit up the Celtics last night, and they they calmed down in the second half. That dude had like 20-plus points in the first. What are his stats for the last five games? I'm just curious. Do you have that? Uh, just last five games. I got You're all on the the stats. <laughs> I, I feel like the last five games. I've got last 10 games. Oh, what are those? Give me less, that. Last 10 games are um, assists 8.3, rebound 6.5. Um, and actual points, 29.9. Yeah, he's been scoring at a creepy rate lately. I bring this it's up to say, I mean, the crazy. Mavs have been winning some games lately. Of course, they bashed the Celtics last night. For some reason, Porzingis is playing well again. He kind of comes on and off. Um, I think Luke is a guy you should keep your eye on. I think one of these weeks, we're just going to see this influx of his prices jump through the roof because people don't want to miss it. Everybody wants to wait until the, the playoff hype, which I think is a good thing to do in general. Luke is one of those weird guys. I don't know if you're going to have a chance to buy him. By the time the playoffs come, it may be too late. So I think in the next week, two, three weeks, it's going to be time to really start loading up on Luca uh, before that playoff spike. Uh, I would argue. If, oh, God. What is Luca? When we talked about this a, a few weeks ago, where was he on the MVP list? Like, uh, like as far as the way down, Vegas right? Odds. He was in the plus fifteen hundred. That's what I thought. Uh, yep. And what do we? You sent over the thing earlier. Let me see what that was. Um, what, what's not. he now? No, 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 no he didn't it earlier. I had looked it up. No I thought he'd come up. Oh, I'm Let sure me. he has. I mean, Embiid's still been out. Harden's going to miss some games now. Well, actually, yep. yeah, Harden uh, had like hamstring tightness, so he didn't play last night. He's going to miss a couple games because the Nets don't care about the regular season, even though they're the number one seed in the East. I think they're just going to let the dude rest and be fully healthy. So Harden's not an MVP candidate. LeBron's out. Embiid. I mean, it's Joker. Right. Yeah. I, I just. I think Luca is going to probably come in second. But I don't see anybody. I just don't see anybody catching Joker now, which uh, we called it. So we're not right a lot. Yeah. So I'm going to brag when we are. <laughs> so yeah, I think Joker's just as long as he stays healthy. Uh, it seems like Luca, Giannis, your boy Janice, kind of the next couple. But love him. Yeah, Luca stuff. If you can buy it now, not a bad play. Um, Russell Westbrook. I hope you got a chance to pull his numbers. He has been on a freakish tear lately, which we're used to. This like he's averaged triple doubles for the season before. 
Uh, he's stuck in Washington, which I don't love, but the fact that, you know, that seven through 10 seeds are going to get the play-in round, I think Washington's at least going to have a playoff game. You know, I've never been big on Westbrook, especially not this season because he's stuck in Washington. But, you know, now that they're actually winning games and may have some playoff relevance, Westbrook stuff is cheap compared to his level of play. I'm not a huge believer in Westbrook. Beal played unbelievable all season and is still you know right on top of the leaderboard in scoring and doesn't get a ton of hobby love. I think it's because, again, they're in Washington. They're not super, you know, they have an, a below 500 record. But they're winning enough now. What's it like? What do you have for his stats just recently? Um, he's been so on a tear. You're looking at assists, thirteen rebounds, just about thirteen points, just about twenty six. This is the last ten games, right? For him, yes, last ten. Yeah. So, dude is averaging 26, 13, 13. That's an insane stat line for ten games. He I mean, is twenty fifth down in total rankings. I will say that though. What's but, the ranking I mean, based on? Uh, it is how do they order this? I think they order it actually. Uh, is the it efficiency? No. Nah. Oh, good. No, I, no. I, I don't think so, though. I think it is efficiency. Yeah, the yeah, PER. It, yeah. Yeah. Again, that, that also ties in a lot to winning. So, in your plus and minus when you're on the floor. But the last couple of weeks, he has been playing next level. I'd say the same thing about him. Personally, I'm not a big believer, but if you like Westbrook, I think you'll see his numbers bump a little bit because of how he's played. And all of a sudden, hey, they're going to get at least a playoff game. If they win that, they're going to be into a series at least. So, there could be some. I don't know. I, I have not been a believer in the Wizards, Westbrook, or Beal all season. I thought the best thing that could have happened is Beal getting traded. But even Beal, if Westbrook's going to play like that, Beal's going to keep scoring at his clip, and they're going to win games. You might see some serious hobby movement with those two guys. Um, you know, again, we touched on the Harden thing. He's missing some time. I think that just opens up for Joker, clear MVP. And then just one other, do me a favor, pull up two Indy the intern, send some stats. Prism came out Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about some of those numbers quick. Um, oh, yeah. Tyrese Halliburton is now the number one ranked guy on the Kia rookie rankings. Uh, Halliburton's been averaging, like, since he entered the starting lineup a couple weeks ago, 16 and 5, and they're actually winning games. Again, the Kings, another team that's going to sneak into that playoff type round or the play in round. Um, De'Aaron Fox has been balling out. But Tyrese Halliburton, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, was selling for about a quarter of what LaMelo was. So I think he sent over to you. Uh, base numbers and silver mm-hmm. numbers. Is that right? Which not a ton of comps. It's super new, but. Uh, I have base numbers. <clears throat> okay, what do you have? Um, base numbers for Lamelo, four hundred, four fifty-five, four hundred. Which is crazy because um, they were three fifty the first couple, and then actually jumped up. To put that in perspective, I, he's selling fifteen to twenty percent less than a Zion base PSA ten. And those Lamelo numbers are raw. That's crazy. Let me that's just preface this whole segment with: <laughs> if you have base stuff from Prism, you sell it right now immediately the hype around the product is so big right now sell it immediately i wouldn't unless it's silver or above i wouldn't even grade it because grading is gonna we'll talk about that later grading's a joke now i would sell those as soon as i could all right so he's Um, at like 400 call it 400 what's edwards is he on there edwards is 250 so that's actually the same he was about 50 to 60 percent on the other comps we had okay how else is showing only 75 so i'm saying dude halliburton is so cheap Halliburton um, stuff is so cheap right now compared to what he's doing on the court. I think Halliburton's a great buy right now. And then there's a Wiseman, Wiseman. on here for 150. Okay, which is about the same, yeah, because Edwards was about half of Lamelo, Wiseman roughly half of Edwards, so that's close. But Halliburton being that cheap, uh, I just think Tyrese Halliburton's a guy you could buy right now. I'll say this too: when it comes to the grading fiasco. Uh, Anything silver or above of the top two or three guys, I would still send into PSA immediately. It's that super express level, so it's $300, which sounds insane. The reason I say that, uh, LaMelo, two sold last night, raw LaMelo silvers for 1900 and above, which is nuts. That's insane. The raw. fact, too, that so That's many people crazy. are not going to be able to grade with PSA because for 300 bucks, they're not going to take a chance. I would grade every Lamello silver immediately, any Lamello ink, any Lamello color. I would grade everything Wiseman, Halliburton, again, silver and up, and everything Anthony Edwards. I think the pop count will be so low because so many people are turned off grading right now. Now, that just means, to clarify, when you're yep. saying silver, is that the first step above just the base? 
Yeah, I mean, there's like hypers, there's different ones, but silver is like, the, so it's the exact same picture, same card. It's just a silver refractor. Um, and then, but like the other colors, I know like there's I all don't the get other into colors. The there's a million other colors. Uh, the other yeah. colors above that mostly are numbered. There are some retail SKUs that have colors that are just not numbered. Okay. Uh, but in general, you start getting into numbered stuff. Um, but I'll tell you right now, and LaMelo numbers will fall. It's a new hype. But that means his first couple PSA 10 silvers are going to sell at least 5,000. At least. I'd be shocked if they were lower. Again. But when do you expect a PSA 10 of that to actually hit the So market? you have to do Super Express now. So I think you can get that back in a few weeks for 300 bucks. Oh, so Super shipping. Express is still open. Super oh, Express I didn't is the that. only thing. And walk in, which I think walk in is 500 or more. But for a card that big, I would do it. I would. I still think there's stuff to do. So, uh, anyways, okay. and Prism, I, you know, we kind of talked about it. Felt we said last week. I think it would fall below two grand. It's about where it's settled. It's like nineteen hundred to two thousand bucks in the secondary market right now per box. So, anyways, bunch of NBA news. Let's go to MLB opening day today. It'll be a day opening later, obviously day tomorrow on April Fools. Are you sure they're not just tricking us? Hey, no. There was some tweets from some companies we're going to talk about later. I thought <laughs> were a total joke. Um, uh, Pull up the Lindor deal. Francisco Lindor, the star shortstop, traded to the Mets this offseason. Um, I looked up his 20. I got to open. I, Where did look, you send me the Lindor deal? I didn't. I need you to look it up. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. His 2011 Bowman Chrome. Again, we use Prism for basketball. I generally use their first Bowman Chrome prospect auto as kind of a, a baseline for ba- uh, for baseball prospects. Uh, his was 2011. A 9.510 base auto of his, you can get it right now on eBay for a thousand bucks. He's got hype being with the Mets, Alonzo, him. They've got some pitchers. Oh, that staff is three hundred and forty-one million dollar deal. Was it eight years? Uh, ten years. Ten years. Even That's that, insane. his prices start. Guys started paying a little bit more attention because of a deal like that. People think the Mets are going to be competitive this year. A thousand bucks sounds crazy high, but look at what some of the young prospects sell for. I don't think Zay- I don't think Lindor is a bad buy, which leads me to really? Xander Bogarts. Mark Feinstein, who knows more about baseball than I'm ever going to know or care about, he was a Xander guy. He said out, talked about how talented he was. So did Peralt. The same card of Xander, which I think is from 2010, sells for 250. He's selling for a quarter of what Lindor is. I think everybody respects Xander Bogarts as a top five guy. I don't think that's a bad buy. The Red Sox, I'm not sure how good they'll be. That's the only thing that prohibits me from going crazy with them. But mm-hmm. like, I just think some of that stuff, some of the numbers just don't line up. Lindor is selling for a thousand. Why is Xander 25% of that? It doesn't, to me, it doesn't match up because on field, they're very close talent wise. So that's crazy. It's a lot of money. 341 yeah. million, 10 year deal. Yep. I'm trying to think, what is our deal with Spotify? It's, it's about that. that. It's, it's it? a little less, but it's little, similar. It's, it's close. Good. Uh, I, I, I'm thinking about uh, taking an out a uh, second home. You want to get in on this? No. Two I homes? Enough, oh God, no. I have enough, no. <laughs> you want to take a downgrade to two homes? <laughs> uh, another Brag guy who stood it. out. Actually, do me a favor and Google search Corey Seager MVP odds for the 2021 season. Uh, Corey Seager had a... Ended the spring with a month. He had, at, I think he had five home runs his last six games in spring ball this year. His 2012 Bowman Chrome gem, again, 9, 5, 10, a Beckett graded gem, is doing about 800 bucks. People are super high on Seeger. He's wicked talented. He's had some injury history in the past, but I think coming into this year, there's hype around him. There's crazy hype around that team. Um, to put in comparison, Mookie is selling for 2,500 the same card. Again, it just doesn't line up. Mookie's great, but if Seager, what are his odds for the MVP? You have it? Um, yeah, he is 11th down from the top. He's uh, plus 1,500. Are Mookie, Mookie Betts and uh, Cody Bellinger on that list above him? Mookie Betts is number two. Behind uh, Trout? No, Trout's behind be. Soto. Oh, Soto. Yeah, yeah, Soto. Okay. Where's Bellinger uh, on the list? Bellinger's number three. So that's the only thing that gets tricky. If you have two or three guys, sounds like they have three guys in the top 11. You know, it gets weird. A lot of times you'll take votes away from the other. But when it, I just think there's so much hype. The LA media is crazy. You know, it's huge out there. There's so many Dodgers fans. They just, they're coming off a world championship. I mean, there's the odds, super odds on favor to win again this year. I just think you're going to see Seager prices jump. I think Bellinger jumps. Mookie is already so high. I actually could, could see Mookie stuff coming down, but I think there's room with Seager. I think Seager's a good buy for sure. Um, 
Another guy I was actually high on. We hadn't talked about him yet. George Springer uh, out there in uh, Toronto. There was a, he was the big season signing for them from Houston. Uh, I actually read today. We're going to talk about him straight cash homie too, which I like it even more now. He's on the 10 day oh. DL. I think he has a strained oblique, not nothing serious. They're just kind of holding him down. Um, and then the other thing that was weird, I don't know if you saw this on the, on the sheet here, the Jersey sales. Yeah. I had a question about that, but go yeah, ahead. what you got? Well, I was just, what, what's the deal with Jersey sales and how does it affects like cards? Cause I've, I feel like we don't talk, we haven't really talked about it that much. Yeah, we never have. So Jersey, I mean, one thing I think it shows you, again, it's a small sample of what affects the entire market, but it definitely is an indication who guys are chasing, who they're following. Bets and Bellinger one and two. Really? That's, again, I just Where's think Trout? I think Trout was like top 10. But really? I, I do wonder with that too. There's obviously not a ton of hype around that team. And how many people don't have a Trout jersey already? I don't know. I think that's oh. some of it. He's been the best player in the league the last 10 years, so... But Betts, Bellinger, one and two. There's a ton of hype there. You know, another guy we never talk about who I don't think you've ever heard of. Have you ever heard of Bryce Harper? Is that a name yes. you've heard of at all? Yeah, I'm a big big fan of Bryce. So the Mold layman Hart. guy coming to the space. You've never heard of him, correct? <laughs> no, never. Thank okay. you for pointing that out. Yeah, God, I, I, I bring that out to say I don't think a lot of people have. There's not been a ton of relevant news about Harper. His hobby value compared to where it's been in the past, very low. I mean, he had the one MVP season where he was pl- he played lights out and showed us his potential was trout-like and just never recaptured that. So he's in Philly, him, Reese Hoskins, maybe they get weird. And, and, and you know, the fact that he was the only reason I even bring up Harper, he's fourth in jersey sales. So, I mean, he's obviously still relevant with fans. He has some big endorsements. That's another guy. If Harper could ever just get it together and stay healthy and put, you know, put a good couple months together... I think you'd see his values literally double. He's one of those guys who could be the face type because he's just you know, one of the few players with personality. What about Tatis? Was he on there? I love this whole jersey sales thing. I feel like I've never heard of this before. I saw it on here, and I wasn't really sure what it meant. And I feel like other guys getting into this don't know. Like You can follow other guys' memorabilia to get an idea for how popular they are. Yeah, and again, I'm not telling you this is like, hey, Jersey sales yeah. directly. But I think there is some connection. Um, Tatis was number three or four. Tatis was way I up expect. there. Yeah, no I surprise. I mean, he's the, he's the next guy. So, yep, Tatis was way up there. Uh, anyways, it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, in MLB today. Obviously, none of the games have started when we're recording the show. There'll be a lot of MLB talk coming up. But there you go, little MLB NBA update for you. Uh, let's go to the 101. We've teased this two weeks in a row now. That's kind of laziness on it's my part. Out. Time. We're going to do two one-on-ones. One of them is going to be brief, just how do I sell my cards, like one other platform we want to talk about, and how to comp your cards. But like we did two weeks ago with baseball products, just kind of a quick run-through of basketball products. And I'm not as familiar with basketball as I am baseball. So uh, you have the whole list, every release from last year, so the 2019-2020 season, which almost all of these are going to be released again. I don't think any of the SKUs have been canceled. Uh, we're just yeah. going to focus on hobby, not retail, because I don't want to spend an hour with this. Go right down the list. It was kind of give you a breakdown of what's what uh, in the basketball product world. What do you got? All right. Absolute starting us off. Okay, so Absolute just came out last week or the week after. Um, Absolute, now here's a big, a huge distinction. In basketball, Panini has licensing and is exclusive. So all of these products are Panini. In baseball, Panini doesn't have licensing, so it sells way cheaper. In basketball, they do. So everything has NBA logos. Uh, Absolute's a cool product. They put in some cool jumbo patches and just some weird, you can get a card where the whole thing is like a patch of the ball. Um, Big patch autos. Uh, They have all the rookies, not as much base and not as much of a base chase in absolute like there is in a prism. Um, It's a nice product. To me, it's a lower half type thing, though. For the price, I'd probably, it's okay. It's fine. It just can't. It's one of the first releases of the year where they're in their pro uniform. So it's a a decent product. Five out of ten. There you go. Oh, so this one's a little out of order, but there's a distinction between Donruss, and this is called clearly Donruss. Yeah, so it's the same pro- same card picture. One of them is an acetate card, and one of them is just a paper base. Donruss. What's is just acetate? Paper. What is that? It's like that. Is plastic- that a chemical? Sure, it's like that plasticky card. <laughs> it literally is just almost like a chrome card, but it's more transparent. Um, oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. So yep. Donruss, clearly Donruss, they make way less of. It's way more expensive. You grade all your base stuff there, though. All the base rookies sell for huge money. Numbered base is the chase with both of those products. Don Russ is very—I say cheap. Don Russ is like a thousand a box. Everything basketball, by the way, is through the roof with price. In pers- you know, 
relative to other things, Donruss at least has a ton of base. You're going to pull all your rookies, maybe you pull a big auto. You grade all the big names somehow. We'll talk about the grading at the end. But Donruss, I like it. I don't like it anymore because it's too expensive. Okay. Contenders. So contenders. Yeah, draft. So that's college uniform stuff. That comes out early. I don't love anything. I like college uniform. I only like college uniform stuff early in the season. Once pro uniform stuff comes out, I'm fine with college, but it has to be way cheaper. So Prism Contenders Draft, Contenders Draft, I'm not a huge fan. That's auto-heavy. I think you get six autos per box. You may get less with basketball, I forget. But okay. it's an auto-heavy product, but college uniform stuff. Uh, we got Contenders Optic. Any big difference contenders, there? Op- yeah, Optic Contenders. So it's the same as Pro Contenders, but it's a Chrome card. Super nice. Yep. Uh, the autos there sell crazy high. It's a very, very expensive product, though. Uh, it's a big chase. You got to hit huge to make money. I just sold a blue optic contenders John Morant for twenty two hundred bucks. That was numbered to one fifty raw. Right, so they sell. I mean, but raw, it just wow. yep, nice cards. Very expensive. Um, Not a ton right. made either. Uh, Court Kings, familiar with them at all? Yeah, Court Kings is one that usually, actually, even this year, I think will be a cheaper one. Um, a lot of different kind of artistic designs on the cards, a bunch of base, which is kind of cool, and you can still pull autos of everybody. So Court Kings, again, expensive, but probably toward the lower end. I like it as a, as a decent product to rip. Crown Royal. Crown, you've got the monster uh, silhouette patch autos, which are huge chases for everybody. Very expensive. I do like Crown. Uh, I don't love it because it's not as base heavy. With basketball being so expensive, I want something with a little more base. And it kind of, it does have some base, and it has the actual crown die cut cards. Nice product. I'd be curious to see where it comes out at price wise. Okay, next up we got we're getting into Donruss territory. There's like about ten. Uh, Let's skip a lot of the Donruss. I want to okay. hit a few. Let me hit three of the big ones too off the bat because I think Burns is here. I do want to get to him. Um, okay. Let me hit a couple. We want to go to. Let's go to Flawless. Yeah, so Flawless, National Treasures, Immaculate. Massive products. You're chasing the patch autos. They're going to sell for six figures probably this year. Crazy expensive, super high chase products. Very nice. They're just expensive. Um, The flip side of that, Prism, Select, Optic, Mosaic have become kind of the four. Uh, I would say Prism, Mosaic, Select, Optic in that order roughly in terms of actual chase value you're chasing just the rookies the silvers the refractors people grade all the base you can hit big autos but you're really chasing the base products there um there's a bunch of other ones too honestly with basketball i'm not repping anything as personal boxes it's way too expensive i think with basketball you go to breaking find a breaker you like and trust eddie at geo breaks we'll have we have all these products i know we'll have them all um and then just get in for cheap try to find different options to buy into these cheap um that's kind of what a about, breakdown. Like I said, I don't want to. What about hoops? The, I feel like that's a big one that we hoops is like hoops is like Don Russ. It used to be cheap, and it's the first pro uniform stuff. Now hoops boxes this year were like eight hundred to a thousand dollars. I feel like so it's it's just tough, super expensive. Okay. So all right, so that was the first one hundred and one. The product breakdown in basketball. Again, that was brief. Feel free to ask more questions in the Facebook group, Twitter, wherever. Um, yep. The other one hundred and one though, if, if you could pull this up, the info I sent you on Facebook. Um, yes. You know, last week, 130 point was down, so it was hard to find comps there. So we did kind of just put out the feelers. What are some other places? How can you find comps? Obviously, going to eBay, hitting sold helps. I mean, if they're auctions, you'll see the sold prices. But what are some other? I, I think the guys actually had some good insight here, including yeah, Indy. A, Indy commented there, too. Um, So we got Matt. Oh, God, I'm going to try and give you props, guys, but sometimes the names. Just keep All going. Right, Matt Agena. Agenda? Sure. I don't know. Perfect. Card uh, throws out cardsnoop.com. You're familiar with that, right? Have you heard of that one? So Cardsnoop is good. It's set up similar to 130. And I I had heard a rumor that they had actually are in talks with eBay that would make them the only one to get data from eBay on sold listings. I don't really? I, I need to actually vet that out. Either way, cardsnoop.com. S-N-O-O-P, right? Uh absolutely. Yep. Anything we're wrong about? <laughs> did today, you listen? Just, did you listen to anything I just said? Because I was seems- just waiting till my turn to talk. Is all. That's basically what I do every episode. Take it away, <laughs> Matthew Dyer. Sportscards.com. Yep, that's got comps. Yep. Okay. Um. Let's do. Let's see. A mm, uh, Matt a uh, uh, Gina again. We don't need the uh, name. Just give me the sorts give me the of. Dot com. I think guys did sorts the work. Sorts of. Yeah. S O R T S 
OF.com. That's a good one as well. You can get sold listings. Point being, so when 130 goes down like it did last week, there are other options. We'll probably post this up on some of our private socials too, just so people can see. Because that's always a question. How do I know what my card is worth? People also always in line with that. Hey, how do I sell the card? Generic answer. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Use eBay consignment. I love eBay consignment. You know, we've got Matt Sellers, five-star sellers, and we've got PC sports cards are on the website under card services. PC does graded cards. He sells only slabs. Matt will sell raw as well. I use that all the time because I'm paying almost the exact same money with none of the hassle. There's another site, though, Matt Greeny on Facebook. He started up um, myslabs.com. It's only graded stuff. It's you have to fill out some paperwork to get in. You can't just jump on. I actually got a statement from him, too. I was like, hey, you, I don't want to give this elevator pitch and just butcher things. Do you have that? I sent you the picture, I think, didn't I? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of the biggest selling points, 1% fee, mm-hmm. as a, which is lower than anywhere else. What else is, and there's 5,000, right now there's about 5,000 active members. Relatively small, but 5,000 active dudes is pretty solid. What yep. else did he say in that thing? Uh, give us the elevator payouts. pitch. Um, he said he touts it as safest marketplace to conduct business. Okay. I'll say um, this. It's super safe. Uh, a guy actually tried to scam somebody on there two days ago, immediately called out on Facebook. People contacted Matt directly. Dude had all of his information. I mean, they got the guy's money back. He was refunded and dude was thrown off the site immediately, which I do like that. Cause a lot of times eBay's hands off, you get scammed. I don't know who you even call about that. I like that part. Um, basically he's saying we don't want any sellers waiting for their money. Um, so if you screw up, you're basically out, yep. uh, free, accurate sales archive. What does that mean? I think it keeps track of your transactions. I know oh, that's okay. one of the features, at least it tracks what you've sold in the past. I don't know if you can actually just go on there and put hey card X. What does it sell for? Maybe yeah. it does. If that's the case, it I, I need to look no into unpaid it. items go in. So in other words, if a, yeah, on eBay, sometimes there's confusion of a, card will end it's not for sale anymore sometimes that can be confused with a sold item it's just a completed not a sold item okay um yeah active members uh cross-referencing to weed out anybody who you know they don't trust it took me like two days to get in and i knew that i messaged him privately anyways which again (laughs) i don't mind that i don't want people just jumping on and like point being my slabs is one of those things we never talk about um I should have charged him for this. It's a great pitch. I was about to say, are we getting paid for this? Yeah, where's my money, Matt? No. <laughs> Matt's a good dude. I, I just think it's a valuable asset. Like, if people are looking for places to go, it's probably not for the guy right off the street. Uh, probably a little bit more for the guys who are already in the hobby somewhat. But 5,000 members is, is super low. I mean, it, there's plenty of room for growth there. And it is a very hands-on thing. So I do like that site. So nice. uh, I've actually, I'm, I need to start listing on there. I, I think I've bought a couple times there. I don't think I've ever actually listed anything. So okay. there you go. Speaking of selling things, you notice how genteel I think is the word, how tranquil I've been, because I'm getting ready to lose my mind, and then I'm going to try to calm down for burns. Here's the the thing: this has been the least silly episode we've had, which means that I've barely spoken because that's all I all I say. You're doing great, Um, but I feel like you've been very focused. You've been you've been a laser focus, and I'm okay with that. I don't want to interrupt because I'm about to laser lose it at the end. Well, before you do that, let's just go ahead and straight cash, homie. Better. See what I did? It was a surprise. No one saw that. I coming. should have let you talk more. You're great today. You're doing oh, awesome. I'm proud I had, of you. I was drinking my pure. Oh, I can't. Pure leaf tea. Not what a sponsor. Is this? First again, all these non-sponsors. By the way, <laughs> when are the sponsors coming? <laughs> we're not doing spot? that good of a job. It's why they're not here. Could, they're in the commercials. Be. They're not paying us. All right, I got um, two baseball, one basketball. I tried to go super cheap, mid-range, and expensive. Let's so do it. we talked about George Springer, and now that he's injured. 2014 Topps Chrome George Springer Raw Rookie Auto. There'll be a picture on the vodcast. Watch this on Spotify. You know how I feel about YouTube. Ugh. Don't do it. They're mean. 2014 Topps Chrome George <laughs> Springer Raw Autograph. With raw cards, just inspect it. I mean, just get good pictures before you buy it. Make sure there's a clean auto. They were doing 50 to 65. I would tend to be in the $50 range now with the injury. Uh, maybe even a little less. I think that's a solid buy. I think he's going to have a decent season. And because of Bichette, Vlad, Nate Pearson, there's actually some hype around the Blue Jays. So it's a good thing. Um, we already talked about Cody Bellinger. 2017 Tops update. So his paper Tops card, the PSA 10. Again, there's a few different variations. So make sure you take a look at the actual card that's pictured on the vodcast. We'll post it up on our socials too, probably to avoid confusion. It's doing about 180 bucks. This is the same card where Soto does over 300, Tatis does 300, 
Bellinger being a front runner with jersey sales, front runner with the MVP. I just think there's plenty of room for Bellinger uh, to, to jump. I think you can see a 50% jump on that, no problem. From 180 to 270, I think is reasonable. And then on the ex- expensive side, do me one other quick favor. Can you Google Anthony Davis injury news? I thought I saw the other day he's actually feeling pretty good, starting to do warm-ups again. He'll be back at some point soon. I, I'm curious to what you say. Returning <clears throat> Any speculated speculation on return date? Yeah, let's see. In the um, meantime, let me say this. 2012 PRISM base card. 2012 is the first year of PRISM for basketball. Uh, it's with the Charlotte. It's a Charlotte uniform card. It's actually a cool action shot. He's got the ball behind his head ready to slam. You'll see the picture. During the finals run, this hit about 2,800. I I, I want to say it hit 3,000, but I'm not sure. I know it hit 2,800. Uh, as recent as yesterday, they sold for 2,000 bucks to 2,100. You know, last year, the market was strong. The market is certainly stronger now. So I think we could see a new peak if he plays like he did last year. That could be a $3,000 card. What do you got for news uh, return? This is most likely end of April, possibly early May. Okay, so I'm a little bit early. I would say this, though. The days of waiting for a guy to return before we see a spike are over. I think you're going to see hype before he comes back. So if you want to spend two grand, doesn't have to be today. The next week or two, though, I'd be on the lookout for Anthony Davis stuff. And the prism is, is the card. I mean, prism and basketball is king. I think it's a good buy. So you know what else okay. I think is awesome? You What's have that? a straight cash homie. You're excited. April Fool's got him again. No, I do. Forgot it was April. People are like, it's yeah. April 2nd. What's this guy talking about? <laughs> We're recording on the first. I don't think they understand that we recorded a day before. Tell Maybe them. not for long, by the way. Interesting news from well, Spotify and possibly we'll Richard Simmons. We might be sweating with the oldies before that. We never know. <laughs> okay, guys. Um, uh, soccer. I had I had to go soccer. Interesting. Because everybody keeps saying we're missing out. We got to talk more about it. Mbappe. Don't know if you're familiar. He is. I talked one about of him the, last week. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, we didn't I don't really think about him. Yeah. He is in talks right now. There's a possibility he gets traded up from the Paris He's I, okay. I'm gonna, you know, I don't know anything about this, but he's on some Paris team. I have heard of some Spain team that he's looking to go to. Uh, are you the familiar con- with that? The Conquistadors, Madrid. Oh, Madrid, real, real, real? Madrid. There yeah, it is. Okay, I actually have heard of that, so it's massive. Yeah. So there's disclaimer. That- we don't know anything about soccer. I don't want to see your stupid <laughs> comments about it, please. Jesse's an idiot. Doesn't know anything. Um, You're bitter. Are you okay? I'm okay. Um, basically, I feel like this guy is way underpriced for his PSA nines. They're like going for 300. There's a little bit higher pop on it. It's uh, for the base. You're looking at about 2300. However, population on a PSA nine PSA nine population. There's about 2300 of them. Okay. However, um, they're going for right around like 350 to 400 or something. His PSA tens are about 1100, but they're going up. I mean, it's a steady climb, and he's one of the best players uh, as far as rookies go. It's him. Hmm. There's also some guy named uh, Holling. Uh, Hall, who? How do people pronounce names like this? Uh, oh, Erling Holla, Holland. Uh, anyway, that's why we don't talk soccer. Exactly. That's why we can't do it. Um, but that being said, those two guys have a lot of potential, and they Mbappe has shown for the last two maybe three years now he's going to be one of the top uh rookies out there i think for 300 dollars for a psa 9 get 200 for a psa 8 yeah time to just grab one throw it in the bay in the vault and be done with it just oh you're going vault and, and straight cash homie that's oh yeah i forgot yeah. we have a vault i like it good now. for you hey yeah. people want to hear from go. jesse i like it a little soccer all right, so, this is the stuff I do. I have some pictures of some of the stuff, too. Make sure you pull it up so we go. First of all, I did want to talk about this. There was a tweet yesterday. I don't even remember the guy's name. He has a blue check mark. It irritated me. Talking about how the middleman in, in the card industry are going to get destroyed, and it's, there's no room for him. Of course, Gary V then commented right off the bat. It's, yeah, middleman anywhere is bad. I'm getting a little bit annoyed with this whole thought of all of a sudden, this hobby is just going to be taken over and run by tech guys and guys who come in with a new app or guys who come in with a new selling platform or fractional or Top Shot. Some of these things will succeed and do fine. Top Shot just raised $300 million with MJ behind it. Top Shot's not going anywhere. I don't think it is. I don't like the platform. I don't like that I can't get money out. I don't care. But Jesse said the other day, I stand behind. I'm not a big fan of it. 
I think it's going to succeed because there's like a it. ton of people coming in that are going to get into it. No problem. I just, I, I'm getting a little sick of everybody having a new app, a new website, something new that's going to revolutionize cards. I can tell you right now, nine out of 10 guys in the hobby right now, it's almost like people forget about the little guy too. Like, Hey, I go to a card show and spend a thousand bucks. I sell on Facebook. I do these, other, you know, I do relatively small things. The majority of people in the space though, that is them. So when you get tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of little guys, it is a massive spend and a massive influence. Let me just save everybody some time. And I'm not, it's not a knock on these people. Like they see the space is booming. They want to get in. Okay, couple things. First of all, this whole thing about trading margin and doing different things like that in the card space, nine out of 10 guys don't care. Fractional, nine out of 10 guys in the hobby don't care. The guys in the hobby that do care about fractional are still spending way more on real cards than they're ever going to in fractional. Everybody I know who does fractional in this space, and I'm only talking about guys in the hobby, I don't want to see stupid comments about, well, I'm a <laughs> banker, I hate cards, but I do this. No problem. There's a huge amount of influx there, and it's going to continue. The middle guy getting crushed here, I think the middle guy is the guy who has been in the hobby for 10 years, who's making good returns because he buys low and sells high. That is not going anywhere. All these platforms that are going to pop up, everything's going to outdo eBay. I don't think anything's going to outdo eBay in my lifetime, quite frankly. I just don't see all these major things, relatively major things coming in and taking over the hobby. It's fine that it's bringing some some attention because there is some crossover, but I'm getting sick of this whole thought of like, oh, well, these guys just raised $800 million, and look what they're doing now. They're introducing this new technology. I've yet to see one that I think actually affects the everyday card collector, honestly. Some of them have cool features. I, I'm just getting a little sick of like this elite, like, look what we're doing. We're revolutionizing things. I, but I you mean specifically to... The guys who like the physical cards, like if you want to yes, hold on to a the card, guys in the hobby. Yes. Again, someone like you, I think, is going to have more interest in a top shot or in a fractional and NFT side of things mm -hmm. than the physical cards. But you weren't already in the hobby. So yep. I, I'm fine with that. I actually agree with that statement and that sentiment. Guys like yourself are going to come in and do that. Mm -hmm. Guys like me and the majority of people in the card hobby, though, it's like, oh, you know, get ready for the new wave. No, the new wave has new people coming in. It's not really affecting there's just this thought like everything has to affect. I just get sick of all these speakers too and influencers who talk about like, you know, if you're not changing, you're dying. What's the next thing? What's the next big thing? There's not always a next big thing. Sometimes things just do well and they continue. So I just, I know it sounds cute to have these quotes that like apply to everything. If you're not growing, you're dying and all these, you know what? <laughs> Some of those quotes are applicable. Some of them are just lines. And quite frankly, if the people who had who said them were not multi, multi-million billionaires, people would look at what they are. Useless quotes that don't mean anything to the average person. But it's like, oh, well, this guy has a lot of money, so he obviously knows everything. He probably has some knowledge. There's a reason he made money. It doesn't mean it's taking over the hobby. I'm sick of the elite nonsense. <laughs> I'm a little irritated about that. I am more irritated about the PSA thing. Oh, here we the go. The grading thing. Finally. PSA released yesterday, uh, might have been two days ago now. PSA is shutting down every service level except Super Express, which is 300, and walk-in service. Pull up PSA, by the way, while we're doing this. I think walk-in service like five or $600. They are already behind on bulk stuff about a year. I honestly, the more I've thought about this, I don't think it changes anything with PSA. If I was going to send something in this week on the lowest level, it was going to cost me 20 bucks, and I was going to get it back in a year. Now, starting in July, it looks like they're going to open up some of these things. Well, if they spend the next three months just catching up on what's there, that order that I'm going to send in today that was going to take 12 months, maybe it only takes nine or 10 months. What's the actual difference? I don't think it's huge. The only thing I don't like about PSA, I did reach out to Steve. He was cool. Steve Sloan, he's come on with us before. He messaged back. I'm slammed. I mean, nope, it's fine. I, I, you know, Steve's been cool with us in the past. Here's the one criticism I have. I don't like that you raise prices last month and then you do this. If you're going to shut down anyways to catch up, don't, don't raise prices then to catch up. Just keep the pricing. Or well, if you're going to raise I think prices. That's why they, they thought if we raise prices, I think they thought it would slow, it would down. slow down. Yeah, Obviously. that's exactly well, that's what he told us on the show. I don't like that. I'm not saying he was being disingenuous because I don't think he was. I just, if that's the case, just shut down a month ago and we're a month into this process already. I didn't like the price raise thing. Aside from that, I think the shutdown is a good idea. Catch up on stuff. There's still not going to be a flood. They haven't ramped up production that much in the next few months and they're not going to. The only thing is there's not going to be as much time dedicated to new stuff coming in. So you're going to start seeing return times come down a little bit. 
I think the backlog is still so insane. I don't think July is going to just be floodgates open. I still think July 1st is going to be, what did they talk about, like a tiered release or something is kind of what that statement said. Um, I don't know uh, if you even have it. I which don't is remember fine. a tiered release. I thought it was all that. I think basically what point. they said is like in starting July 1st, we'll reexamine and we'll start opening up other tiers of product. Oh, I see. Which at that point, the small stuff is still not going to get. I'll say this. Two things popped into my head immediately. One, a lot of people are going to be turned off because there's so many people who are staunch PSA or bust. Fine. If you're like, I have no problem. I think a lot of those guys are just going to wait. The flip side of that was guys were going to then look for another outlet to go to grade their cards. Beckett is not an option. I'll tell you right now, Beckett pricing is insane. Right now, Beckett is super expensive and just as backed up as PSA. Maybe not as much, but very close. And Beckett doesn't sell on par with PSA. So if you're not going to go to PSA for those reasons, I wouldn't go to Beckett for those reasons. Those two are kind of out right now. I think we are going to see more interest in the raw market. People are going to say, hey, I can't grade it anyways. I'm going to buy raw stuff. If that's the case and more people are buying it, there's more demand. I think we see an increase in raw numbers kind of across the board. They bump up a little bit. They become more desirable. Fine. The flip side of that, people said, well, a lot of guys only buy raw to grade it and to make money. Yeah, but those guys are still going to, you're just going to buy the raw car. Some will not just, then will not buy raw at all because grading isn't an option. A lot are still just going to buy raw and wait on PSA to still grade. So I do think the raw market becomes more um, more desirable for guys. Like, I just think that's that's going to be the reality of the situation. If you're pulling big stuff, you know, if you have expensive cards, like the Lamello Silver, that's going to cost you 300 bucks. It's going to be worth five grand. Send the silver. Just use Super Express. I'm glad they kept that service open. I really thought that we were going to see another company step up in, in, in place of this. So the three that come to mind, you got to look up the name. I get it wrong every time. Is it CSG grading or yeah. CGS? CSG. Yeah. So you've got SGC, CSG, and HGA. Real quick, on our own private YouTube channel, we talked to the president, Tyler HGA. They are by far the newest startup hybrid grading service. Um, they have some kinks to work out. They're getting a lot of grief over the stuff because... Uh, and some of it's legitimate. Spelling errors, different things. Uh, every grading company has that. When you're a startup, you know you get more criticism for stuff, and you should. You're facing way less volume. Any mistake is going to be more glaring. Whatever. The cases look really nice. I actually have. So I, I was supposed to get them prepped to show you today. I don't have them. I, I may post a picture in the vodcast. Um, you know, the resale market there is yet to be determined. They do it by lottery. So a couple times a week, you can enter. They randomize the list, the top, whatever, 2,500 guys get to submit a card. Um, or I'm not exactly sure on the process, but it's basically a lottery. Just like Top Shot, you get in the queue. If you get selected, you get to go. The nice thing about that is, well, you're not going to have cards that are waiting six months to get them back because they're only taking what they can do. So their return times, they've stayed true. I'll say this. I don't think they're in any position to ramp up activity enough to really get into yeah, this discussion with the other guys. Take that. That's not a knock. They're just a startup company and they're doing, you know, I I have some issues. I also see some some room for growth there. And I think they're doing a decent job. And, and some guys, I'll say this, they have some guys that really, really like the service. I sent two cards in. I actually thought the grades were fairly accurate. I have a pretty good eye about it. I was happy, got them back pretty quick. To, I had a good experience. There were some issues with artwork and licensing and that type of stuff. Sure. If, you, if that's not your thing, fine. CSG which is the authority grading comics, I really thought was going to come into this space and take, and this would be a huge thing. I'll say this. I've reached out on multiple platforms of CSG. The response has been laughable, literally laughable. Um, I'm sorry. We we tried to contact them on Twitter, and I'm not saying we're a big deal on Twitter. We're not. We got like 4,500 followers. Not even that much, actually. Less than that. I'm sorry. But when I'm tagging The Ringer, which has a half a million, The Ringer's podcast network, half a million, and Simmons in the same post, has 5 million followers. And the response I got after a days of delay was, do you want to market with us? I was like, <laughs> you're just out of touch. That's fine. You're out of touch. You should be making the biggest push in the world right now. I sent you a picture of this Kobe thing too. Um, it's in the Facebook Messenger picture. Yeah. I'm not saying the company's bad. I, I, actually, I hear good things about them. Why are you not marketing? Give me the headline of the story, please. All right. CSG finding altered cards other companies can't or haven't. New standards coming. Yeah. So they they come up with this article. New standards. We find out. So Kobe had been touched up with color, which makes the card altered. PSA and BGS do this all the time with cards. If a card is altered, it comes back altered. 
The card wasn't, at least from what I read, the card wasn't slabbed. It's not like it went there in a PSA holder and someone said, oh, PSA said this was good. You found something they didn't. If I'm wrong on that, somebody tell me. Somebody from that company get a social media presence and tell me. Otherwise, you're just touting a service that every other grading company does. They all mark cards as altered if they've been touched up with color. I, I don't know what I'm missing there. And again, maybe I missed it and it was graded before. I have no clue. I didn't think it was. I will say of the companies we're talking about, CSG, I think, still has potential because they haven't obviously they haven't done anything to outright take advantage of their customers yet. Correct. Uh, or ruin ruin those relationships. They just they just haven't been on the ball to take advantage of it either. Yeah, like with this show, I'm not saying Mike and Jesse are big time guys in the card market, but the response we get to the show is huge because we're on the ringer. I'm not delusional. I know it's because of the people backing us. But when we reach out to you and say, hey, for free, come on the show. I'm like, we're looking for money, a sponsorship. Come on the show and talk to our audience so they can get a feel for the company. And I get a response from a robot. What what are we doing here? Like, do you not want to grow? And PSA just shut down. This would be the time I would be hitting everything. The only piece of marketing I've seen is that story. And most guys in the hobby, I think, had the same reaction as me. Who cares you found an altered card? Everybody finds altered cards. Like, What are we talking about? It irritates me when I just see this lack of like... Dude, this is the time to jump in. Make a mark in the space. Frustrating yeah. to me. If they want to reach out and do something, I'm still happy to because I think it'd be beneficial to the audience. I just have no, it makes me, it's baffling to me. SGC. Oh boy. I'm going to say this. <laughs> I reached out to the, I think it's the CEO or the president. His name was Peter and I forget his last name. I left him a voicemail. He's never, never heard of me. No, no idea who I am. Peter actually call, took the time to call me back. I think he's going to come on next week. If he does, I have some serious questions. They came out today. Do you have the statement or just the price increase? I may not have sent the I've statement. Got pricing. Oh, I'm irritated. I didn't send you the the. the um, well, go ahead and read that real quick. I got to find the the actual statement because the All statement right. is even is even worse. So individual card is gone up from twenty five dollars to seventy five dollars a card in the wake of PSA shutting down. Yeah. Here's the statement. Effective immediately, SGC is increasing our base rate from $25 to $75. Entry-level cards, $75. Bucks. Okay, I, so let me just break this thing down. I'll spend two minutes, we'll be done. I know we're going over April time. Fool's. First of all, a lot of people said <laughs> that. Oh, what if it's just an April Fool's thing? If your April Fool's marketing ploy is, hey, we're tripling our prices and disgusting all of your customers, and then you came up, that's the only thing worse than this being real. If I found out this was a joke, I would lose my mind. Anyways tripling our price. So the first thing I heard from the SGC defenders in the forum today was, well, PSA just raised their prices. PSA went up 50%. That is not, uh, some of them doubled. PSA did not triple their pricing on entry-level stuff. PSA is the gold standard in resale. SGC sells for like 50 to 60, sometimes 70%. What are we talking about? Um, because there's a significant price hike, it's absolutely necessary due to the decision our competitor made. PSA doesn't affect your pricing. I'm sorry. Now, do you have to start charging more maybe because you have to take on more staff to meet the demand? Fine. But two days later, it's just the worst look I could see possible. By the way, I spoke to two guys who are way more intelligent and actually very successful businessmen with investment banking and marketing strategy because I thought, you know what? Maybe I'm overreacting. Maybe I'm just missing something. Thankfully, what's that? I said, were you? Where is, are you? They <laughs> I'm, both said I'm the same waiting. thing. What did they, they say? They were both floored. Uh, they were both like, what are we? It's just a missed opportunity. Here's the other thing. Our entire team cares about how you're feeling. And we know that this means there will be a pricing out of a large group of cards. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, let me see here. P this was my favorite part, though. Please understand this is temporary. And we will continue to build at an unmatched rate. I don't know that you're building that fast. By the way, a couple months ago when SGC came out with this thing, our return times are great. They got overwhelmed in like a month and shut down. So I, I don't know. I can't pinpoint exactly when it will take place. SGC will be lowering our prices as soon as we can effectively meet the demand. Cool. You know what that tells me? Just wait a month and pay 25 bucks. That's true. If I'm going to have to wait for the pricing anyway, just wait for PSA. I, I just feel like here's the deal. 
There are some good points with SGC, and I've said this recently too. If you can sub to, P- to SGC, yes, it's it's comparable pricing to get it graded. No, it doesn't sell for as high, but the return times are fast. You can get this churning going and just get the ball rolling. You make a small amount of profit, but you do it a bunch over time, and you get them back so much faster, you can make the same money as if you just went to PSA. You just ruined that whole thought. Now I'm not subbing to them at all. I have no use for them at $75 a card. I would rather wait three months or send Super Express to PSA. I just... To me, this would have been the time that, hey, you know what, guys? We're not going to be able to keep up with things, but we are going to hire some more people. We're going to, you know, our margins are going to be even smaller on the profit side because there's going to be so much demand, but we're going to do everything we can. Find some kind of a way to kind of limit how much you take in. I don't know tangibly how you do that, but something. And then just grade stuff. Make a name. SGC is awesome with vintage stuff. Vintage SGC outsells Beckett. New pricing, it was almost starting to trend toward Beckett pricing with new stuff. What were we going to say? I keep so cutting off. So, so you said, like, find some way. You're not really sure how they would do that. What if this was the way? Like, what do you say the guys who are going to, because obviously they're going to say, well, they obviously increase prices so that less people would send stuff in. I mean, so here's what I would honestly, I, I would agree just, it's not the best tactic, but so first it is form, a way. Okay, first and foremost, I would beef up whatever we had to do, be selective, hire competent people, and get as many people in there right now as you can. Uh, Quite frankly, if you have to, I don't know if they do group submitters anyways, I would say group guys, here's your limit. Limit group submitters. That's a huge way to cut out volume right then. And then I would come up with a service that was 10 or $15 that is an 18-month service. Now, that sounds absolutely insane. Quite frankly, PSA is going to be 12 to 14 months anyways. I would set I would set it at 18 months because I think so many people would be turned off. They would sell it raw, and the guys who sent in know exactly what they're sending in for. Hey, 18 months, but it's super cheap. That then frees up all the other traffic for your other service levels. Is it a perfect system? No, but there's so much demand for grading. I don't expect anybody to be perfect. But for a less appealing guy, a company like them, because they don't sell as high as PSA, to tell me I got to pay 75 bucks. I just, I I am out. Is this where we announce that we're coming out with our own grading service? I I honestly, I texted Richard Simmons last night, sweating with the oldies grading. I I told Bill, I was like, hey, what what can I do to take out a loan? I've got some capital. Let's get 15 million bucks together and start a grading company. No crazy fancy software. Imitate exactly what these other companies do and just start it. I'm just so fed up. The return times I'm okay with. That is the only thing a lot of people have issues with that I don't. If a million people say, I want to grade everything, you're going to get millions of cards. Like you got it. You can't keep up with demand. Fine. And the bottlenecking keeps the market hot because it, it keeps some exclusivity. I'm okay with that. Honestly, I'd be concerned if they did shoot them out Absolutely. really fast because I would think that they weren't doing a good enough job. Yeah, I don't want you in their grading cards. You know what you're no. looking for? Like you don't no. go in and hire with these fingers. I'd, Those I'd sausages. Them. Yeah. Yeah. I just think, you know what? And I'm sure they have a strategic team that, again, honestly, you know what this speaks to to me too? The same thing we talked about with the tech guys and all that stuff. I think there's just a major disconnect here from a lot of these companies and the boots on the ground, so to speak. Normal people in the hobby. This to me is just, and look at the the reaction on Twitter and Facebook. I'm vocal about it. Almost everybody I spoke to today just said the same thing. Yep, not even going to waste my time. So... Uh, if you wanted people not to use your service and this was to slow the influx of cards, you did it because I don't know anybody who's going to use it after this. So, and, and then so there's the line. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No. And then just this thing of, you know, as soon as we catch up, we're going to drop pricing. Okay. Yeah. So what's the, what, what's the re- rationale for me subbing now? <laughs> so, you, so your take is if you're going to use SGC, don't use them now. Wait till they drop. Why wouldn't H- you? Uh, CSG, who knows? We'll, we'll see. PSA though is still your go-to gold. Anything you're just expensive, wait. anything expensive. I'm going Super Express for 300 bucks. And if otherwise, you're waiting. Well, yeah, because again, for 75 dollars plus shipping, yeah. you're 85 bucks into a card, right? Using that level, mm-hmm. what does the card have to be worth for it to get a nine five or a ten with an SGC grade to do that? I mean, to me, minimum, it's got to be selling for 200 bucks. Which means if yeah. that's $200 there, what does that sell for a PSA? A PSA 10 sells for 400 Yeah. Okay, I'm going to hold off three months and see if I can make the 200 bucks up just by waiting on PSA. Yeah. I just think it's a bad look. And they have the CSG thing. I, I've come up before, too. There's such an authority on the comic side of things. They're a reputable company already. Put some money into marketing. I just... 
yeah. whatever. And people are going to say, oh, he's just an, he, he's just angry and he's always upset about something. <laughs> I am. I just, His hair's some of this, too tall. I just, because I have one foot on the media side of this, and we talked to a lot of these tech guys and these business people, which is cool. The ringers afforded us that opportunity. I just want to be like, hey, why don't you get in touch with people who are actually on the other side of this thing and who are in the hobby? That, I just feel like that's another example of just this disconnect between the elite or these higher-end people and what is actually happening in the hobby. And it, it did. It irritated me. I just thought it was a totally missed opportunity. So there you go. Let's talk to I'm, I feel better. Now we can talk to Burns. And I can be calm. Yeah. We can wrap up the show. Loosen and I up. Go, I can go eat a quesadilla. Pretty Ooh, excited. Going, I'm hello. going out to lunch today. I'm not going out to lunch. <laughs> she's, she's making me lunch, I'm pretty sure. So. Hello. All right. Let's talk to Burns, and then we'll finish up. All right, guys. Now we kind of tease it at the beginning. Here's my buddy, Nate Burns, from only at Grand Slam, Grand Slam Collectibles. One of the biggest shops in the country, which is crazy. I always tell people we used to meet at Waffle House parking lots to sell cases to each other at under cost. Uh, things have changed a little bit, huh, Nate? Uh, yeah, they have changed a little bit. Dude, just a little bit. So, again, if you, don't, if you don't know Burns, I mean, one of the biggest shops in the country, they move a crazy amount of product. Uh, we share it on the Facebook group all the time. Even yesterday, I mean, you guys, how much prism did you end up running through yesterday? Uh, I mean, just what we got. We only got 10 cases, but we ran through it. We're running through a couple today, but that's anything wow. we can get our hands on as far as Prism goes, sales. Yep. Hey, so we just did Man. kind of a breakdown product to product, uh, especially with basketball. Basketball is obviously the crazy hottest thing in the world right now. Anything you look for, what are the products you really look forward to? What are the ones you chase during the year for basketball? Uh, Prism, yep. uh, Immaculate, Treasures. Those are my three that move the needle for me anyway i know anybody can you know this day and age you can hit a national treasures rpa that's 100 grand if it's the right year right player i mean right out of the gate you can hit a card that's 500 dollars today and maybe a hundred thousand dollars a few years from now so um, those are my three as far as basketball goes for sure crazy man yeah. prism have you seen i don't know if you've seen some of the prices on Chris, uh, prism like lamello ross silvers for two grand it's crazy, man. It's yeah. Um, they were talking about a little while ago. We hit the red Lamello yesterday, and they were saying it was like fifty five hundred with some time left. And and Sheesh. I mean, we're just seeing things. It seems like every day you think you're never going to see, and then you see it. So nothing surprises me anymore in this industry. Yeah, Prism is nuts. Uh, I'll kind of te tease too, and this is kind of a brief thing. Nate's super busy today ripping. Thank I appreciate you jumping on. I know you're slammed, so we just want a few minutes. Nah. You know, we mentioned how things have changed. I mean. I know you, you're a big Kobe guy. What's the, I mean, just for guys who don't know, what's the Kobe market done over the past year and a half? Oh, I mean, a year and a half ago, I was buying Kobe's at about $100, $110 a piece. Um, the day he passed away, I, I had 162 of them, and most of them were in that $100 to $150 range. I had some nicer ones, but not, not a lot. Um, those same cards are probably two grand, 2500 Crazy. I mean, there's some Kobe's. It was a Kobe wow. I bought for 400 that uh, went. I sold for 48,000 the other day. Um, I mean, <laughs> even after he passed, what people don't understand is I was buying them. You know, I was buying some of the big ones last year, just six, eight months ago. Let's say for 25,000, I, I bought a triple auto of, of, for 29,000 that I think is probably 200,000. So you know, Kobe, Jordan, <laughs> LeBron. Yeah. So Kobe. Is just another realm. I mean, it's just nuts, and it's it's growing and growing. I mean, every time I look, it's got any Kobe, got any Kobe, and it's it's just crazy. Yeah, especially in the Hall of Fame is going to end up helping him. That Hall of Fame bump, I think. I don't know if you remember this. About six months ago, I sold you that Eminence Diamond Auto for three grand. I bought that card for three hundred bucks six months before. I brought it to the shop down in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, because I was like, dude, I don't care for three grand. I know Burns is a collector. He had some of the sets. I saw that sell the other day for same card for like eleven thousand. Which like, one was it? Is it the? Is so it's it the, it's uh, the horizontal black yeah. eminence got the yeah. diamond auto number to ten. I was like, man, I surely Kobe stuff can't keep going up. And dude, it just <laughs> it's nuts. And especially with Jordan coming down, LeBron is down right now. So I, I hear guys on Twitter, you know, the blue checkmark guys like to whine about. Well, all of a sudden things are bursting. You know, when it comes to the big time stuff like that, what are your thoughts on Jordan LeBron pricing right now? Where do you see those going? I guess short term next few months i think that we we just don't know where that's going to bottom at i think that me personally my you know me and a buddy of mine that i really trust his opinion feel like um run-of-the-mill stuff 
the Jordan rookies, the LeBron tops Chrome rookies, those run what I consider a run of the mill card that you can just hop on eBay and grab. It, you know, it, it's going to, you know, it's just going to settle wherever it settles. But, you know, if you tell some, if you tell a customer, Hamble to hop on eBay and buy you five Michael Jordan exquisite autographs, can't no, you find not. them. It can't yeah, be. like <laughs> the, the key is going to be people parlaying their profits from that type of stuff into these big monster cards. Um, the best of the best. Um, I mean, I get chills, man, just thinking about it, bro, because like <laughs> it opens a whole nother world up to you, man. You're dealing with people that we don't even know. Like normally we're dealing with these same guys that we've known for 20 years. But when you start like having the big stuff, you'll hear people that you had no idea who they were. And they're just like, yeah, I'll take it. And you're just like, that's where that real next level is. In my opinion, is the rare Kobe, the rare LeBron, the rare Jordan. I'm not big on Giannis. I mean, I'm just not. Whether it's fair or not, they 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 judge these guys on championships. They don't care if you're a character guy that's stuck with the hometown team. Right. You know, at the at the end of the day, man, it's it's those three guys and really nobody else. And then in football, Tom Brady all day. That's Come it. On. We're good. You can Hello. cut the feed right now, baby. <laughs> yeah, I know you. I, I will say this. So I always say too, Nate. Like back in the day, I hated five thousand dollar cards because I couldn't sell them. Like you knew you could, you'd make money, but it was like, man, how many buyers are there for five grand? Now, I, I don't. A hundred thousand maybe starts to get tricky. Okay, it's a smaller pool, but I mean, there's Facebook groups, Twitter, Instagram, wherever. I mean, you're live on Facebook. I've seen burns run through. Have you hit a million in a night before? I know nah, we've come close. Some, yeah, we've done three quarters of a million just selling singles. Singles. Uh, yeah, what? just selling singles. He'll go yeah, live on insane. Facebook, Grand Slam Collectibles, and dude will just post up cards. It's stuff, first of all, you can't find anywhere. The pricing's always been good. I looked the other day. I think I spent like 76000 is what I said. Most of it was on that LeBron Tops Chrome, which I'm just I, – I, that's the one card I'm just holding. That true gem won't go anywhere. But – I just think it's insane. So, hey, I do want to talk shop for just a minute with you, too. Uh, like I said, we always try to pump up the site because I think when it, if you're looking just to buy a box, Nate will go live. That's what he does. Goes live in the Facebook group and on YouTube, rips the pack. If you can buy it by the pack, you can buy stuff by the box. But the one I wanted to focus in on is the it's called Gold Rush, right? Gold mine. Gold mine. I'm sorry. So yeah, gold mine. Yeah. Can you just kind of because that's the one thing I think kind of sets you apart is the gold mine product. It's a repack product, so you're putting it together. But can you just kind of right. give us a quick breakdown on that one? Yeah, I mean, we make all of our we make products all the way from nine nine dollars and ninety five cents up to nine hundred and ninety nine dollars. You just pick the one that's about two ninety nine. And I learned early on when I was opening my store that the distributors and the companies um, you don't ever want to have to depend on one person for your business. And if these guys decide, hey, I'm not going to let Nathan make any money on Prism anymore. I'm taking it all. I'm going to put it on my Panini website and then he's going to have nothing. And so I decided early on, well, I've got to build a product that's better that where I make some money, my customer uh, does better. And that's where those products were born. It was Goldmine and Silvertown. And they were like, I think 100, it was like $150 to start, but they've grown and I mean, really, that's that's our bread and butter as far as I'm concerned. It's, it's a win-win. Um, there's just no uh, distributor that has their hand in it or there's no uh, company that's telling me, hey, I'm giving you one case instead of five cases this year. And, you know, I think it's important that all of us, this big gold rush that we're on, it's it's good to innovate. It's good to think about like think people for whatever reason, people think short term and they think either everything, when everything's going good, they think everything's going to go good forever. Or when things are bad, they think everything's going to go bad forever. And it's just not the case. You got to be prepared. And Goldmine was born solely so I could buy singles from local customers at a higher percentage to them. I could repackage it, make my 20% and then go on about my business. So that that's essentially it. Yeah, I've tried to have some of our customers go over there on the Facebook group. That stuff sells out within minutes. I do like it, though. You're not dropping 2000 bucks and hitting nothing like you can with some of these hobby boxes. Right. You're guaranteed to hit. Uh, just one other thing, too. I didn't tell Nate I was going to do this, but as in terms of generosity in the hobby, I know the dude is giving. I don't know if it's seven figures. I know for sure it's over six figures he's given away to help 
different causes. So just a good dude. Like I said, I wanted to have Nate on. Nate came on the podcast when we were doing this on our own for like 11 people. And first episode, (laughs) when I left the shop, by the way, I just about made it out the door. Burns comes out from the back room screaming at me. Man, I told you. I told you. I was like, what are you talking about? He goes, I came on that dinky little show you had. And I said, right then, this was going to be a big thing. So I'd say, hey, we've we've definitely been given a cool platform, but uh, I just, like I said, I want to have Nate on because we try to direct traffic to him and his site. He's a dude I trust. I've been dealing with for years. It's been pretty cool to see how crazy big of a name you have made in the hobby, dude. So uh, we appreciate it. Only at GrandSlam.com. Grand Slam Collectibles on Facebook. Anything else you want to you wanna pump while you're here, Nate? No, nah, man. Everybody stay safe out there. I hope everybody's doing well, man. Stay positive. And when you buy this jet, which is not a joke, audience, he's buying a jet. I, we want to see it. If you ever need to sell cards to Nate, he'll just fly to your backyard now. That's how he rolls. So, hey, thanks <laughs> for would, the time, bro. I'd like a ride. <laughs> Jesse, <laughs> Jesse could be a stewardess. He doesn't look like it, but he's got the body for it. So, anyway, do work. There you go. Hey, Nate, thanks, buddy. Appreciate you catching up All with right, us. All right, Nate. Y'all have a great day. Okay, see you, Jesse. All right, thanks, see you. All right, man. Bye. All right, so that was my buddy Nate. Like I said, Nate's been a friend of mine for years. One of the most trustworthy guys in the hobby. I just want to have him on. Uh, we're definitely getting more selective with the guests. We've been given some, you know, some pointers. So we do want to do that. But burn, like I said, we're always talking about where to get stuff. A great place to go. So there's your show. Uh, like I said, we'll be talking a lot more baseball coming up because you know the season's just kicking off. We're excited about that. Uh, sorry for the yelling. Something. I didn't I mean to, to get something. so mad. Please do. I feel like this has been a very Mike-centered episode, and I'm cool with that. I'm cool. I just don't want to hear everybody like, Jesse, why didn't you say anything this episode? I, I, I was angry. Yeah, it's not your you, fault. You are a very intense uh, mentality today, and I'm cool with that. I feel better. But, uh, yeah. You know what this all. was like? You're like the perfect therapist, though. I'm not going I, there to listen to the therapist you know speak. Come I wanted to let me yell at him. You Get it great. out, buddy. I want to so, hear it all. Here's the deal. When this thing fails, I think we've already found some other avenues yes. for you. Flight attendant, Absolutely. therapist. Yep. That's what we learned <laughs> today. Hello. I mean, who and needs a series? Good looking person. Who, who needs a series seven, bro? You got options. So there you go. Stupid that was Friday's show. We'll catch seven. you guys next week on Tuesday. Straight. Just kidding. So don't yeah. you dare. Bye.